You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And of course, probably the four shortstops. I wonder if we make a move and get one of these guys just because of Knowing that now, I think after you see what happened in in down in Astroland, down in Houston, they definitely made themselves much scarier. I think by adding Abreu, does do you think that puts any more pressure on the Mariners to just go out and get somebody with a huge bat like one of these shortstops? Um, they got to answer it somehow. I mean, uh, you when you got. I saw a, a lineup of the Astros, and when you got um, him batting, and I think the sixth hole is your first baseman, you know, and possibly then, you know, switching out with Alvarez as a DH sometimes. I mean, that's a pretty potent lineup, and our lineup was nowhere near that. So, yeah, we need to figure out something to answer that. You know, I know. That last year, you know, I talked about with you in the beginning of the season, I was just hoping we'd be in it to get um, at the deadline and then make a move. We were able to do that. People talked about this rebuild. You know, we missed out two years ago on the playoffs. Now we made it last year. We need to keep adding. We're in our window now, and everybody keeps talking about it. Now we got to go for it. So Houston is obviously at the pedal to the metal still, and they're looking to repeat, and they're spending money to do it. So. Whether money doesn't always equal wins, but Houston has not gotten weaker at all. So we need to figure out some sort no. of move. They are to uh, yeah, they're really just adding accessories to what they already have. You know, they're not yeah. re, they're not re uh, configuring what their lineup looks like. I mean, like you said, that lineup. I mean, whew, I mean, fan nation. You know, I just pulled up a lineup. Just to uh, see what they they think it would look like uh, is yeah they'd have Altuve at second, batting second is Pena. We know what kind of uh, damage Pena can do to you, and then of course Jordan Alvarez, uh, then Abreu, Kyle Tucker, Alex Bergman, David Hensley at DH, Chris McCormick out in center, and you know Maldonado behind the plate. That's a that's a lineup that you look at that and you go, man, we have to get somebody to you know, compete with these guys. We are in their division. Not only are we chasing them, you know, for the American League uh, opportunity to go to the World Series and, you know, win the American League pennant because that's the window that the Mariners are in right now. Uh, this is something that you're going to need to add some thump to the lineup, especially when you are parting ways with Santana and probably Mitch Haniger. There's a lot of uh, power that we, we need to add to this lineup. So I, I hear your point on, you know, making sure that the next uh, player or two has some big thump to them. Yeah, on paper, 
they have, you know, they've lost or taken um, Guriel out of their lineup who didn't have a great season, but he was dynamic in the playoffs and added him to a brave who's a great contact hitter. Maybe didn't have the power numbers that he's accustomed to, but still was a very, very good big-time hitter for the White Sox. So, yeah, I mean, right now the West is clearly still belonging to the Houston Astros, in my opinion, with Anaheim adding players. You know um, the, the Rangers will add some pitching they've talked about. So, that's kind of what they've been missing. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's really both, early on. Still and both of those two, and both of those organizations that you mentioned have had a history of not being scared to reach into the wallet. Not like Seattle, that's for sure. No, and then you have, and it's a very strange division. Uh, you know, the way we're set up, everybody has their, we know exactly what they do. The Astros, they grow, they're the best at growing within. They have the best organization from the from the ground up, right? They do everything right. They don't really have to go and make big, huge signings. They do make big signings. I shouldn't say that. They don't have to go out and be like, we're getting these three guys. They just add a guy here and add a guy there. That's, that's what they've been doing. They've let guys go, and they kind of just replaced, you know, pretty much the, the same productivity. They're good at picking uh, the right players that are going to be in the lineup every day. They, they're good at picking players that they get the max value out of them. You know, then you have the Mariners that have been pretty hit and miss, you know, and then you have Oakland that does their own thing of just, you know, literally, you know, flipping guys. And then, yeah. And then Texas and Anaheim are big spenders. We definitely feel like a team that does a lot of trading, you know, obviously, that's that's a stupid statement. I know this. This is weird. A trading organization. With that being said, and the winter meetings coming up, what do you think is going to be the biggest takeaway? Do is there going to be some big trades, or do you think there's going to be some signings by the Mariners? Uh, you know, it's hard to say. Um, I, I, you know, with the Mariners, I feel like if they were to trade, they don't. You know. It's hard to say who they have left to trade. Sure, there's a lot of guys they could trade, but I'm, are those guys going to really get you a really big-time impact player back for the players that you give up? It's hard to say. I don't see us, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul in, in trades. So I would hope, in my opinion, that they would do it via the free agent market if they can get some guys to come here. Do you think the Mariners walk out of there with one of these shortstops, because there has been a lot of talk of the bait, the outfield position of late, but really the big need is that shortstop or the tentative second baseman. Still, that's still the biggest story and concern of the offseason, I believe. Uh, may not get talked about now. Do you think we get out of there with one of those guys? It's really hard to say, and I almost want to say no because like you mentioned with the Astros, Abreu was the first position player that the Astros have spent money on via free agency since they got on their run. They spent it on pitching. The Mariners try to be a lot like the Astros and do a lot of homegrown guys. They've shown that they've done that here lately, especially with pitching. And as well, the Astros don't spend free agent contracts for multiple years either. And it's hard to say that the Mariners would ever give one of these shortstops six or seven years. I would like that to happen. But it's, I can't, you know, there's no precedent for it, but 
in my opinion, they need to. That's the one position that they need to really improve on. Right. And, you know, the thing that makes me a little bit weary about them signing one of these big guys, because it's going to be a big contract, is that the Mariners just signed Julio to this, you know, 75-year deal, which is, you know, team-friendly. And we also signed Castillo, and we also might want to extend Teoscar, um, and that's kind of a lot of money. I'm not saying like, hey, we we need to go out and spend more. I'd love it if they spent more. It's not my money, you know. Uh, <laughs> but I do feel like because you see those things and you know that, I mean, you've seen those contracts being signed, and they're there. They're not. You don't have to worry about them. You just have to worry about their health. And then you add to the fact that we know. Otani's out there, which I think the Mariners are going to make a big, big push for that for him. Uh, I I got to agree with you that maybe we don't get out of there with one of these guys. Maybe we go the Conforto way. You know, if we're doing this, we just want to have an impact bat on the team and a player on the team. Yeah, you go with the Conforto. You go with the prove it deal to go along with Hernandez, where you're like, well, if one of these guys really, you know fits in here we extend one of them if the other one doesn't it's a not too big of a commitment we still have some pivot room and some money for uh odani that maybe you might not have had no i mean i i, I can't subscribe to that as a mariner fan for on a lot of those things you mentioned first of all okay. the mariners i think are around 140 million right now back in 2018 2019 when they had all those guys I think their payroll was up to 180 million. So they're like 40 or 50 million, even off that right now. My next thing is then is the Otani thing. Well, this is this year. Otani, you know, becomes a free agent next year. We need to worry about this year. So, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I feel you. like we I could, I feel like we could spend that money, get the payroll up to at least what we were back in 18, 19, when we had a bigger payroll. And it wasn't even that big then, but, compared to what today's um, payroll is for a lot of teams. So I feel like we can do that. And if we, and then to get back to your point about Otani, you know, we could trade some guys next year and worry about next year, you know, and possibly make a free, uh, free agent push towards him. So I was reading this uh, article by uh, Divish where he had pretty much like, written out which guys he thinks are going, which people are, there's no way in hell they're going anywhere, which, I mean, you can, you can already, uh, you know, come up with that conclusion. But basically he said, he said, if people called and they asked for these people, you'd say, thanks for calling, but you wasted your time. That would be Julio, Cal, Logan, and Kirby. I think that would be my four players. If you, if I had to pick four he also said, "Likely the most likely headed elsewhere is uh, Chris Flexen. What do you think about that? Yeah, he's got to be the number one guy um, for a trade trade bait for with another club. I agree with you totally there. And he had on here some possible movables, which Marco, I think, is a possible, or that he says there may be movables. Marco... Uh, I think he's a, a maybe, and I think we are going to see him get moved, but at you know, the same time, sure, he might be just one of these guys that just always ends up back, old faithful, always ends up back on the roster. Uh, here's a surprising one. Diego Castillo, 
that possibly that I didn't think about, but I go, oh, that could be something. And uh, Abraham Toro, what do you think about Diego Castillo and Abraham Toro? Yeah, Toro has not lived up to kind of what Jerry and the Mariner front office kind of told us about him. He hasn't lived up to it at all. You know, he's been a bench player that hasn't been very consistent. He got sent to the minors. Um, so, yeah, that makes sense. Diego, I hadn't thought about him either. But, yeah, that makes once that name got brought up, uh, that's a guy that, you know, I would be okay with um, trading off. You know, he's a serviceable guy. He's a good player. He could probably get you something good in return. So yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, he uh, he had three point six four. He was seven and four, fifty nine appearances. Uh, he's in his second year of arbitration, so he's projected to make around four million, which is a good amount of money for the you know like a leverage situation guy. Um, you know, primarily against left handed hitters. Uh, yeah, I could see him having some good value. Same thing with Toro. Somebody else might. I think you got one chance to move him maybe last year was the year but if you're going to move toro and you are looking for something for him you know this is the year i think he will probably honestly if he gets moved be part of a package of people maybe a package with who divish has pretty uh pretty obvious but the most motivated maybe for the mariners move outfielder jesse winker Uh, it's been Talked that they tried to shop him at the dreadline, but didn't find much interest. Uh, the veteran outfielder, you know, uh, had a really tough season this this year. It started off really good with the fans. Um, then they kind of turned on him on his play. And then we g- g- fell in love with him and respected him from the fight and the pizza. And then it just went back to that. And then it just got worse. I definitely see this guy going somewhere. I also feel like New York would be a good uh place for him and maybe we can put together a package and still get you know i think the guy we'd really love to have labor torres maybe it'd be a good move for winker maybe it'd be in new york at short porch and right you call it the cracker box the bam box whatever maybe this makes makes uh, winker look pretty good maybe not as much ground in the outfield to cover yeah i mean coming off a rough year offensively in the field just looked terrible and interested um then those reports came out at the end of the year on that article or that radio interview that Ryan Divish did about his teammates not appreciating how he worked hard, that he didn't work hard. So, yeah, there's some intermingled fighting in the clubhouse. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, I feel bad for Toro. You know, he's played a lot of second because third base were really good over there with Gino. He's more of a third baseman. He doesn't look comfortable over at second. So, if the Yankees were to give us flavor Torres. Yeah. Maybe that's a position that they would want in return. Uh, an infielder switch hitter. I don't know if that's enough to get a player of flavor Torres caliber, but, um, yeah, that, that would be a successful trade for the Mariners. What I would like to see more so than signing any of those other guys is the Mariners to pull trigger with a winker, uh, and one of the pitchers and maybe one of our, uh, utility guys over there for, you know, Torres, that's what I would really like. I feel like it would be win-win for everybody. I don't know, really, I have to look into the relationship with Torres and the Yankees, but if you've just been out there on the block this much 
And same thing with Winker. At that point, you're just like, all right, I, I, I send me somewhere fresh so I don't have to hear this anymore. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've talked about it a bunch too. I mean, hopefully, they either come out and say he's going to be a Mariner, or like you said, he does get traded. I mean, we've talked about it constantly, and he's kind of turned into a, a hated Mariner, unfortunately for him. Yeah. 